When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, Brandon Pham. And as you can see, well, usually this is the case, I am going to be the only one here. This is a very special episode because of the status quo of today, uh, well, the last week. I think it's important to kind of dedicate this episode about the coronavirus. So last week, we kind of had a roundtable news episode with a panel of experts. And we spent the first half of that episode primarily on coronavirus. And you can see how a week has passed and how crazier the news has been. I mean, this is something that has been developing for a few weeks now. But I feel like the last week, especially in the United States, things have been taking it. Well, things have been taken more seriously and so let's go ahead and spend this episode to talk about the long-term effects the short-term effects about what this actually means and look at it with a realistic view right right now i don't know where you guys are right now whoever is following us uh, we are opening up hotlines later in our blue champs discord channel in the caller hotline we'd love for you guys to drop by in there and actually be a part of the show and share what's going on within your country, within your city, what you're doing right now to self-quarantine. I think this is kind of like a, uh, a way for the Game Dev Unchained community to be together, hover around that warm computer, game together, listen to each other, and really analyze what's going to be happening for the future of the industry. Because the industry will be, if not already, have changed quite a bit. So uh, let's talk about a few of those changes. Let's go in depth, right? Let's talk about the coronavirus. Is it hype or real, right? That's the biggest question that everybody's having right now. There's a big majority of United States uh, Americans that uh, are having like a pandemic scare, right? You might be hearing a lot about how toilet paper suddenly became a hot commodity. Everybody's going to the grocery store and emptying shelves with hand sanitizers, there's like hilarious and sad news of people trying to capitalize on that and uh, stocking up to upsell it on Amazon for $70 a bottle for hand sanitizer and kind of being berated by the public for it. Uh, don't know why this one particular person, you can probably look it up, ousted himself on the news article, uh, on the news channels, kind of saying how it's a bad mistake and he's trying to donate most of those stocks back because obviously, you know, the shortages are sort of real. But I mean, after a week, you know, the shelf's going to be reshelved. Um, so people who are not really looking into this as much or are really late into actually looking into the details of this, uh, I admit I was kind of the same. Uh, my wife, 
mother-in-law everybody was around me was kind of warning me about this like a few weeks ago but like the majority of americans i think kind of felt like all oh, this is hysteria pandemic people are freaking out and in a nutshell it is sort of true because uh the virus itself is not that scary i mean of course it's causing a lot more deaths than the flus seasons and, and what regular uh what we regular face with are faced with i mean older people younger people anybody with respiratory uh weaker lungs uh are a huge danger to this, um, are hugely in danger of this virus. So that's real, but it's fightable. I mean, there's a good percentage of people who've gotten it and are recovered from it or are actually recovering with it. So like any pandemic, um, I think the scariest part is how people react, right? This is actually, I tease around with my friends and stuff, but this is the a period where you actually see who people really are, right? Because that's the test. I mean, how many opportunities do you have in your lifetime? Can you really see a person's true character, right? Until they face real pandemics or travesty or, or anything uh, that really stresses their um, their character. So it's a good time to look around your neighborhood and see how your neighbors are reacting how helpful they really are because like any post-apocalyptic pandemic movies that you've seen people usually are really cordial has has at least initially have like a very nice uh neighborly uh, outreach to people around them but give it a few weeks where food supplies are getting short government's not really backing up that's where we really see it I don't anticipate it getting that bad, uh, but I think it's time to really wake up and really treat this seriously because it is super contagious. It's a super contagious virus. You don't need to hear that from me, but I'm just reiterating the facts. And if you're in the United States, don't be fooled by the statistics. Right now, we're actually tracking... Uh, in line with Italy, and as you know, Italy is the second country behind China, where it all started, uh, that has the most reported cases and deaths, right, regarding to this virus, because they were mostly unprepared, didn't treat it seriously, and the uh, country uh, healthcare system wasn't ready to kind of handle this kind of pandemic. So we're tracking pretty much in line with them in terms of cases reported every day, and um, people being infected and, and and dying from it, right? So we're actually looking at Italy, if it's the second worst country being affected in the United States is way bigger than that. Uh, most likely, this is something that we're looking at, not just the next 48 weeks, which is where most bars, restaurants, and most self-quarantine um, uh, announcements are, are being uh, told to to a lot of uh, Americans right now to kind of stay home for the next two weeks at least, but looking at maybe eight weeks. I anticipate, and from what President Trump has been saying, it's going to probably take over all of our summer. You, you got to remember, man, people haven't exactly gotten tested yet, right? And so that's where the numbers that you're seeing can be very deceiving because 
per capita, United States is the worst in terms of having tests available per million population, right? So what does that mean? That means we are not equipped to have all these test kits ready, but even have a system to kind of dole them out to whoever uh, have symptoms or uh, anticipate they, they have symptoms can go out freely and get that test. Right now, it's actually pretty hard. Um, you know, my household, I'm in Orange County. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I we probably did have the coronavirus because there was some, you know, we thought it was a flu that kind of came through our house like a couple weeks ago. Everybody kind of fought through it. And now it's like my, my father-in-law. Uh, is finally recovering from it, but it was uh, it was a little different. So I have no idea, right? Unless we get tested, my my even my two year old was suffering like through like a five day cough that was pretty nasty. Man, I kept him up all night. It was really rough. But um, what everyone is saying around the world is like you can show no symptoms at all and still be positive of coronavirus. But the conditions now are set in place because they don't have enough test kits available for everyone to go to the hospital and actually get tested uh, they're restricting a lot of uh people setting up these arbitrary guidelines pretty much saying that you know you got to be in contact with someone you got to know that you know for sure uh i understand from their stand because the healthcare system can't handle uh a barrage of people just going to the hospitals right now asking for tests It'd be chaotic but even with that being said, where people are actually being pushed away from or being discouraged of being tested or be turned away, even though they show some symptoms or or whatever, they're being, you know, the everyone's being pushed away because there's just not enough availability of them. Our numbers are tracking behind Italy. So the, the, the confirmed tests that we have been giving out to citizens and celebrities. It seems like Tom Hanks and everybody else is fine. <laughs> NBA superstars can get tested. Uh, but like uh, regular citizens uh, will have a tough time. And it'll probably be another like 48 weeks before we actually see uh, the availability, availability of all this. So it'll be interesting um, having to see the, the results of this. What it would mean for the rest of the year. So with that being said, uh, we're looking at a long summer, right? We're looking at a long summer. The United States is probably much worse than the numbers that are being shown on these statistic sites. So don't look at just the deaths affected right now. Look at how many tests that actually are being confirmed versus us as a country, we have 300 million people living here. And the the same day, just to give you some perspective, the same day that um, we started uh, uh, recording the confirmed cases was the same day that South Korea started the confirmed cases. And we're going at a rate of like under 100 tests per day versus 3,000 tests per day done by South Korea, right? So... And they're a population of like 60 million people versus our 360. So other countries are responding a lot faster than we are in the United States. 
and it's one of the reasons why that Italy is in its um, pretty much martial law lockdown right now where everybody's kind of contained inside their home just to kind of help curve this rising pandemic and so we're tracking about 10 days behind them so there is a common sense to this whole thing a sensibility that people are going out stocking up to to kind of keep from going out as much as possible uh you know we uh in the united states sorry for focusing on the united states would love for you guys from other countries to kind of chime into our hotline later um and and talk about what what's going on in your own country but at least uh last friday was when president trump was uh basically um admitting that this is a big problem right and then of course the weekend of costco lines around orange county was like bending around the blocks five times right so the last weekend was the worst weekend to actually go out and try to buy something but every week you should be stocked up i mean we're not in short supply um i I don't think you need six months of supply to hide in a bunker for the next six months it's not that crazy um everyone is pretty much inside their homes right now myself included i mean i've always been a hermit so it's not too much of a change for me so that's the situation so far right if you guys are not taking this seriously if uh you, you're not believing the hype or it's as bad as people think or it's just as you know maybe there is some truth that if people didn't label this as the coronavirus people sh- would have just treated it as if it's an extreme sim- uh, extreme case of the flu or cold right people that's what people would have thought that's what i thought i'm pretty sure i have it have no idea i recovered from it just fine but this is something that's going to hang around in the summer right a a lot of schools a lot of workplaces now we're getting the game industry uh are basically pushing their work to people at home right people are encouraged to kind of work from home remote working uh, all of a sudden right so this is something that can be detrimental in the short sense where uh Games need to still be shipped. However, they're not going to be shipping on time. Let's face it, right? So for people who have never worked at home or have always had dreams and hopes of working from home are waking up to a reality here. Okay? And I was in this situation before. So not everybody has like a really good PC, high-end PC to kind of be able to make that jump from workstation to home workstation, right? Uh not everyone is equipped to that and so and it's not like the company has readily supplied workstations to send people home with or high-end powered laptops for them to temporarily use right or be on a loan everyone's kind of reacting to this in real time and so with that being said on on top of that uh, it's not as easy as people think, right? This is from my own personal experience and just talking to a lot of people. Remote working and working from home requires a very certain discipline. And this is where I feel AAA industry professionals have the hardest time doing it. Unless you're a AAA professional that has been freelancing as a side gig 
uh, beyond the triple A full-time job, you're not ready for this type of shift in mentality, right? Uh, There's so many distractions working from home, especially now you're kind of granted this freedom to kind of be your own boss per se, right? And then having the occasional Skype call here and there uh, for meetings and such, uh, it requires a certain focus, discipline, productivity to actually get the same amount of work done if you're at home versus if you were surrounded by your coworkers. That peer pressure does do a certain amount of pushing when you're at work. When you're at home, when no one's really holding you that much accountable as your workplace, as you guys are probably guessing, right? The bosses at these jobs are trying to figure this out. Most AAA companies before the coronavirus, before this pandemic, were largely against remote working, right? Only a few uh, all-star member or someone that could not live by the job uh, where the offices can get granted ability, right? I mean, this was happening three, four years ago that I'm not saying remote working didn't exist, but it was very for a selected few with the mass majority. Um, if someone else say, Hey, you know, I, I noticed Joe who lives in Michigan is remote working for us. Can I do that once in a week? It'd be a hard flat. No, right. Unless you're a hot, you know, a hot shot and they want to appease you. But most of the cases, right. A, a good percentage, let's say 70, 80%, even higher, maybe, uh, would be opposed to the idea of you being able to remotely work from home uh, when you live close to the office or whatever, right? In addition to that, um, something that, you know, my company does, uh, GoDemics, we offer co-development and stuff. And uh, remote working or remote offices is relatively a new idea, right? And it's a new idea that not everybody wants to jump on board on just yet. So after this pandemic, now that everybody's working from home and there is some type of efficiency, they're still seeing some results of getting work done. Maybe not as the pay, at the same pace as they used to because for the reasons I've listed before. Uh, this, in my estimation, going to last until probably August. I don't think anybody's going to be jumping in the office in April uh, at least until mid-April. Uh, but it, it's even like a, a soft date because it really depends on when, until we actually see in the United States that test kits are readily available for anybody who wants to go to their local Walgreens or CVS and do a drive-through uh, test swab, right? That's kind of like what they're figuring out this week. Until that's readily available, which is probably another two weeks, uh, it will take a while, probably three to four weeks after that, uh, where offices are opening their doors again for people to come back into the office, right? So we're talking about at least two months, at least two months. And um, even then, once people get tested, it takes two to three days to get the results, right, for a normal citizen. Uh, 
we're going to see this huge jump of actual confirmed cases in the United States, right? And once we actually see the numbers being five times or 10 times actually worse than the data that we have now, not a lot of workplaces will be readily available to uh, work as normal, right? They just want to make sure that that number dies down uh, as much as possible. So people who are sitting at their homes right now or have not been really looking at this and thinking that by two weeks this thing is over, especially small businesses or small indie developers. Well, indie developers actually have are at least more um, coronavirus proof because most indie studios actually have been um, doing remote work forever, right? And one of the interesting things that next week we're going to be bringing on, we're going to have Renee Gittens from the International Game Developer uh, Association to kind of come on. We're, we'll talk about the impacts it, it's been having, as you can see, left and right, all conventions, GDC, E3, um, South by Southwest. Major conferences have been closing left and right, right? Uh, GDC right now, actually this week right now, are, are doing like a uh, online only conference talk session for the next three, four days. So be sure to check that out. So there's a lot of changes being set in place already about this idea of remote working. All right. So people web conferencing, you're, you're seeing a huge boom now. Uh, initially, people love the idea because what's not to love? You can work from home. You can try to get work done and you people are getting a taste of personal freedom, right? Something that I've been championing for the last four or five years, having that taste of what it's like to have your time back and still get stuff done. The challenge is, I would say, will take another six to six months to a year for people to adjust for you to actually get the same amount of work done as in the office and still be on time to kind of deliver on deadlines. There's an adjustment period for people who haven't done anything on the side but only have clocked in from eight to five to their jobs, right? Uh, that's the reality of that. And hopefully uh, people who are listening to this, who are remote working and uh, and have never freelanced before and just suddenly finding themselves at home on their workstation, home workstation, and still expect to kind of deliver the same goods, it's going to be tough, man. There are challenges because uh, communication is not as easy. Stuff that we've talked about before, you constantly have to chat. At first, it's fun, but second, it can be frustrating. Things kind of being said on text uh, doesn't have the same, you know, facial recognition as if you were sitting next to a person. And so I don't anticipate too many fights, but there's little things that can irk people and misunderstandings can happen. And, you know, just play it around in your head. Right? You, you used to have deadlines two weeks from now. It is silly to think that your producer is expecting the same deadlines being met now that nobody is next to each other, right? Everyone's from home. It'd be tough. I mean, I think the leads and senior people will do their best to kind of make it work, but I think there is some type of leeway right now for uh, assignments not being met. So besides from that, the good things is that after this, I'm, I'm curious to see, but I'm willing, I, I'm willing to bet that 
most people after this whole thing blows over again late summer when people are back in their office i think they're going to be a good discussion about making this more of a thing because by that time people should be adjusted right i don't anticipate people being laid off uh that'll be very interesting there'll be this from this period from uh march to august it'll be the <laughs> it'll be the freest period i think of people being laid off in the game industry i don't think we're going to see any expose right i always associate office politics with being in the office right so if we don't have any of the office stuff uh the dynamic of that would be very interesting to hear uh to see how that changes would love to kind of talk to people maybe after this thing's all over to see how that has been uh different like do people actually work better together by not being together or that uh because now it's just all about the work right and i'm actually thinking through this too as a lead as a manager most of your job is managing people although you can still do that of course more than ever you need to do that re doing remote work just making sure everybody's on the same page communication uh is clear right because online it's very tough to to make sure everyone's uh is delivering but there are some some manager roles it's just more about meetings all the time right so i wonder i wonder how that affects these people at these um bigger companies if there's going to be if they're going to be exposed for not doing much or uh, or not doing a good job, you know, because a lot of at least my bad experience in the AAA game industry has been managers not taking, not being accountable uh, when um, things go bad, right? Because usually what happens, right? When a studio is not delivering the goods, there's a bad project or whatever, it's always the grunts that get laid off, right? Not the managers. So I wonder this flip side of things where more than ever managers are needed to kind of step up and do things and organize that I can see it two ways, right? That would be, too, be unbearable, right? Too much to handle or they do too little and most of the team has to kind of pick up the slack, right? that's another aspect that would be very interesting for this period to watch um yeah i mean the good thing is that games still need to be shipped be interesting to see if the games that are well companies that are that were crunching in this time period usually they crunch during the summer uh if they're looking for a game to be released for the christmas holiday especially with the xbox and ps5 stuff those launch titles are under the gun even more but it, it, it's kind of going against with the efficiency right efficiency is definitely going to have a drop until it gets better probably a month or two for all this remote working to actually improve people have to adjust 
the thing that people need to understand that listeners out there and maybe you know veterans are listening and not to downplay veterans but but if you're listening to the podcast you're probably uh ahead of the curve right let's just give you the credit because you're already thinking about freelancer or already do a freelancer or have been doing things on the side and not fully dependable on your uh your main job uh, you already have this discipline you already worked out the kinks you already know how to stay up late or uh continue to work on things and and be that self-motivator to kind of accomplish deadlines aside from your other tasks right that's the wall and barricade that I keep talking about throughout this episode that people for the first time working from home will struggle with. You're not going to have an IT guy uh, at your doorstep when you can't sync to Perforce, right? Things like that, that we take for granted while we're in the studio, you're going to have to be very technical to be able to handle that, right? Um, let's paint a scenario that's really real, right? Most people who haven't worked at the studio probably don't understand this, but let me walk you through this. Uh, when you uh, start a new job and everything, the first week is usually onboarding, right? Um, you're 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 giving a bunch of guidelines, uh, studio culture stuff, but most importantly, you're getting your computer set up, you're getting synced up to the depot of the project files and you're actual you're you know getting set up with all the software right you're essentially doing that week again uh if you have never worked remotely for your job right because this was pretty sudden uh friday was announced over the weekend uh, studios across the nation across the world decided that it's best for people not to work and so people most likely or have been getting emails uh, to stay home until two weeks at the minimum, but a lot of places are saying mid-April, right? Stay home, work from home, right? If you're not set up yet, you're going to have to do all that setup yourself. And most people are going to struggle. They're not going to know how to work Perforce, install it, get the software they need. They have to talk to the IT from the company to get the software on loan, right? Unless they have the software at home, most people don't. Uh, these are $1,000 softwares, right? Not everybody buys it. So they would have to, and they can't use their own personal software. That's actually advised against. If you're a full-time employee, uh, you can't use your own software, right? So some companies might overlook that and be kind of just sweeping under the rug. But uh, bigger companies most likely will try to do it legally just to make sure that they don't find themselves in trouble because we're not looking at a two week, uh, two week status here. We're lo- we're looking at a month or more across the summer, right? Get people set up. So it's kind of an investment to kind of get get people set up. So all this like roadblock and stuff that's going to get figured out. There's going to be a lot of investment time and money, right? So eventually, everybody, especially these companies with three hundred plus people suddenly at home uh, they're going to get all set up eventually to try to meet these deadlines they're not going to meet these deadlines things have to be revised just like anything all the other industries are doing movie industry is getting hit the most right now everything's being pushed back understandably um, to kind of worry about this function um, that's not functioning anymore right it's a new way of thinking and uh, it's going to be a learning period and 
like I said, efficiency will fail. So the great thing about that is that after this whole thing blows over, after all this investment in time and money to get people set up at home is finally established, they're not going to suddenly throw all that away. The conversation is going to open up like, hey, maybe we can do this half the week or once a week. Uh, more and more people will have the okay from upper management. Uh, it's not so preposterous anymore. It's like, hey, we've been doing this for five months. I kind of like that. Can I do this every Friday? More and more people are uh, more and more upper management is going to be open to the idea because they've been doing it. It's been tested. They see that it works. They were forced into thinking like that. And so the great thing about this whole thing is that in a short amount of weeks, a pretty old way of thinking type of industry has completely changed their minds, right? I think they're seeing the benefits where people can, can basically not have to come to the office. Um, I think the result of this will have more of a hybrid approach at the very least that people uh, don't necessarily have to be in the office as much if they live locally, but also bigger companies will be open to the idea of not having to relocate uh, new people to their office, right? They'll be open to the idea of just sending a workstation to a new employee and just uh, continue to get kick-ass work uh, because they have the infrastructure that is at least being built right now or have been built just for a select a few, kind of open to everybody. And now they have that in place, they'll be okay with uh, with others doing so, as, doing so on a full-time basis, right? So that's, that's very exciting. I mean, that will open up the industry and f I feel like fix a lot of the issues that I've been having with the industry, others have been having with the industry, and uh, most importantly, kind of move away from that mindset of crunching inside the office, right? At the very least, I think the biggest impact right there is that if you need to work those extra hours, you can go home, you know, you can go home and do it in your own comforts and be able to still deliver if you want to, right? The crazy thing about this, you know, when, and you're finding this too, right? Now that you're forced to self-quarantine as you're listening to this i bet you everybody's pretty much in the same spot uh everybody's kind of encouraged to um basically indulge in all the things we're told not to do like social networking everyone's going to be on facebook everyone's going to be watching netflix everybody's going to try out this shitty service called stadia for some reason and uh and most importantly try out these games that they kind of been in queue in their wish list on steam uh, all these other games that have been very time consuming people are going to bust that out and enjoy at least this three weeks 
paid time off that most companies are giving their employees, not just in the industry. I, I know a lot of people in my network have three weeks paid time off as the companies are regrouping, the p- companies that can't afford it, right? And that's a good thing. I think there's going to be a huge boost for the game industry. I, you know, we've been proven in 2008 to be recession proof. And, um, you know, it, it's very clear that we're going into another recession with the stock drops and people kind of fear mongering. And honestly, people being self quarantined right now, no one's going out there to spend unless you're uh, buying it through Amazon, um, DoorDash, food services, delivery, and all that stuff. People are really discouraged to go out right now. And for people who are bored, they usually turn to entertainment and spend money on us and streaming and and stuff like that. So you're going to see a major boost in that regard. Uh, as an example, you know, uh, I saw an article on Death Stranding just the other day on Kotaku. I mean, that was a perfect opportunity for Death Stranding to get Second Life. I am curious to see if there's going to be an uptick in sale in Death Stranding just because of how relevant the subject is on what's happening right now, right? The whole game is about an Amazon delivery guy who <laughs> who are who, who is delivering goods to people who are social distancing themselves, who won't leave their home because of the virus or, or some type of pandemic. And how 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 uh, prophetic Kojima is once again, right? With uh, with conditions, so I'm going to see. I, I I would love to see how um, how that game is getting some love. Uh, where it w- it did okay sell, but not as great as Sony has hoped. Uh, I hope that game gets um, gets picked up more by gamers now, more than ever, because I I'm pretty sure, besides pandemic like games like Death Stranding that are getting played more now, movies are being consumed in the same way. Just watching how these movies been warning us about this danger. And us living it, people are kind of sick that way. So they kind of want to live it and kind of be constantly reminded, oh, shit, that's happening right now. So thankfully, we're not all stuck in a grocery store and, and kind of fighting amongst ourselves for a short supply. That's not happening. I, I mean, like, there are a lot of people kind of freaking out. And that's the most dangerous part, people, and how they react to danger, right? More so than the danger itself, like in this case. So be careful out there with all that. But the industry as a whole, uh, I think there's a lot of games that are going to be played that has been kind of been, like I said, on the wish list. Uh, gamers are going to appreciate uh, all these that they have overlooked, which is good. Um, workers are going to be appreciated even more funny enough as like a as a byproduct for for not being in the office right i mean that's a funny way to look at it but if you want to take away the person with the power um self-worth you take away the people working under that person within the office, right? It's kind of like a physical presence thing, right? Just imagine the dictator inside an office 
suddenly looking around the room and there's no one there, but everyone's through Skype, right? There's a sense of power that is taken away. Um, and so a lot of humility happens, right? And so I see in result of this, workers are kind of appreciated more now that the numbers are kind of deafening. Um, you know, games that are already out are going to have an uptick in sales, I think, at least in playtime, right? People are going to play. I, I saw the last month Uni uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, which has been out for like six months or something, right? Uh, sold a shitload of copies uh, because people now are just really looking at ways to kind of eat up their time. Games that are in development now are going to suffer for sure. Um, because it isn't just like a light switch, like I mentioned, that people can suddenly be efficient at home, right? There's a learning period of self-worth, self-discipline. And after that trial, a very small percentage actually comes out on top and be able to show that, hey, remote workers are actually, can actually be more efficient, right? But most won't be able to make it. I don't see those people being laid off. I think there's a, there's a mutual understanding in this period that uh, bosses are figuring things out too because in the same way workers are figuring out how to be efficient, bosses are figuring out how to be a better manager through remote working because it hold, it's a whole different beast. Uh, not being able to walk by someone's desk and seeing the progress, right? There's a lot of trust involved and there's a lot of reliance on technology to do all the things that we used to do physically, right? So there's there's a relationship there that needs to also be figured out for all companies. And uh, it, it's gonna be a tough one, man. It's uh, being home for the last year, managing people and uh, running a company that's been mostly managing people online. You know, I, I have like four or five years of experience on top of doing it with a full-time job at one period of my life uh, to figure it out. And I haven't figured it out yet, right? And this is me doing it full-time. And so I, with even more people to manage, even more people to trust, even more time and, and crazier deadlines to, to meet. And we're, we're looking at at least the next two to three months of being at home. I see a lot of um, delays, a lot of delays. And uh, it's good to remind ourselves that, yeah, August is what the timeline is, but people are going to still have it. Um, there's going to be some type of quarantine after August, right? The numbers will go down. We'll most likely will hit our peak and it's dwindling, but there's going to still be some cautionary measures in place to make sure that it doesn't rise back up again, right? And, uh, well, I mean, hopefully you guys stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, here at Blue Champs, I'm going to continuously going to be talking to people about how this is going to affect because it's going to change. It's going to change our industry for sure for all the reasons that I listed. So it'll be interesting to see how it changes. A lot of my guesses, uh, I, I would love to confirm. Um, so starting next week, I believe 
uh, seeing the impact of all these conferences being delayed, you know, the indie developers, the same way that we're starting to see these small businesses, the restaurants, the bars, the gyms, or whatever, right? The economy have taken a hit. Don't know the, what the results of that yet. We can only guess how bad it's going to be for people that rely paycheck to paycheck, month to month to pay their rent, right? Um, you actually expose how poor healthcare system people have been clamoring about this for, for years now. Now it's actually true. I mean, we're supposedly a first world nation, but the way that we've been responding to a pandemic such as this, imagine the coronavirus was like AIDS, right? As soon as you get it, you're dead. And this is how we respond to pandemics, how much worse it would have been. That's a scary thought to kind of see how your government isn't set up or it has been so much ignored. It has been so diluted where it isn't set up to be able to handle this type of situation. That's a scary thought, right? And, uh, you know, the rest of the year is going to be we're seeing we're going to be seeing the ram talking about at least Americans. The ramifications of this um, Trump before was a clear winner, man. In my opinion, I it, there was a really good chance of being re being re re reelected, but uh, at this pace, you know, it's anybody's game. It could be back to the Democrats again. I'm not into politics. I don't like even talking about politics, but uh, in terms of just the game industry and how we're seeing this, um, the trajectory of course is kind of thrown off for the rest of the year i don't i'll be very surprised well um, maybe not right like maybe for the same reason i said people are going to be at home people are going to be up for for more gaming the ps5 the xbox supposedly right now it's actually being announced would love to do a games recap bring that back keep you guys entertained as you're sitting at home, uh, keep you guys engaged with those news. But um, it sounds like there's they're still going as planned. They're kind of um, they're kind of um, betting on people buying these systems by the end of the year. Don't know, man. Don't know. It's, uh, for people who are depending on their paycheck to paycheck, this you know they will have three week paid time off, but. I don't know how long they, you know, companies are expected to do that. Uh, that is not sustainable. Uh, companies will eventually, we're going to hear, I think three weeks from now, it's going to start laying people off. Um, game industry, uh, game industry is a different story, right? I don't know how they're going to, they have these deadlines. They have these games they need to ship. It wouldn't make any sense for them to start laying people off just because of this virus. It's not their fault, right? It doesn't help them in any way to lay people off. So I don't think the game industry in particular will lay people off. They might have to try to leverage a lot of the remote workers that they're using right now. Um, as much as possible, contract workers are still going to continue, uh, but that's a small percentage. Outsourced development teams, you know, uh, this is affecting worldwide, right? So these outsourced development teams still need to go in the office, right? Are they set up for remote working? So, you know, in all aspects, it's not going to be as effective. The question goes is unless you're a very big company that can take this type of hit we're talking about like disney activision ea all these guys that make billions each year and have a ton in reserve they might be able to weather the storm until the summer 
and slowly roll people back into the office and get these deadlines going. Um, because I don't think, you know, this is the first week, right? So they haven't usually sprints and deadlines are every two weeks to a month. They haven't missed the deadline yet. So they're not freaking out yet. Would love to talk to those people. I think I'll reach out to friends the next couple of weeks. Games that are supposed to deliver by the end of the year uh, that are crunching right now. Would love to kind of get more insight about are you guys hitting those deadlines with people not being in the office? Most likely not, right? If they are, amazing. But most aren't able to do that. So I don't think people are going to be laid off in our industry, but other companies, other industries, they're, you're going to start hearing people losing their jobs because, you know, these companies aren't set up in a way where they can take these type of losses where no, there's no patrons going to the restaurants, going to the small business buying. They weren't ready for this. They weren't prepared for this. So small businesses are probably going to close and it's going to start with people um, losing their job and this it gets scary I, right now it's right now it's scary right don't get me wrong practice caution you know get some supplies the last few months so you don't have to go out as much but the scary part is going out in a month right when you start hearing people losing their jobs and they can't pay their rent right or they can't buy their food, right? That you're gonna see a lot of people doing fuck it, and you're gonna see some looting. Yeah, that's where it can get get scary. And uh, banks, right? Especially in a month and two or now, I'm just guessing, right? Based on history, um, banks are gonna ban people from taking their money out because if everybody. You know, they're not set up for everybody to take out their money at the same time. So eventually, if this keeps getting worse where people aren't getting paid or are getting laid off, people are going to try to pull their money cash out of the bank. The banks are going to be forced to ban people from pulling money out of their bank and people are going to keep going more of a fuck it mode. So that's how bad pandemics can go, right? And we're at the beginning stages of it. And as soon as the test kits are available for everybody to kind of go through a drive-through and we see that huge number jump, right? I mean, we're already seeing a surge. And this is without, and this is with 90% of people being turned away from doing testing. Symptoms or no symptoms, right? Um, That's the scary thing about this virus. You can still have the virus and be a carrier with no symptoms. So there's a lot of people that has it, man. You're most likely having it right now. And so we're, right now it's cool. Right now, if anything, you, you'll you have long lines to get supplies, sure, because it's the first weekend where we have a national lockdown. Or wait for that to die down. Go out there, get your supplies. But a month from now, you know, gamers are used to being indoors I see us handling this just fine for our sanity. We're probably going to get more gamers, to be honest, welcoming them into the the industry, be consumers, right? I think more people are going to be up for it. But a month from now, when when thing gets 
when it's I think starts to get really bad when people are starting freaking out where companies are facing the reality that this is not just going to be a two week to four week thing that people can't keep getting paid sick leave or whatever they're going to have to stop paying people that is when it gets scary and um that's a real thing man that's something to think about so be ahead of the curve i say people who are thinking this is all hype or thinking this is not a big deal are behind the curve and the virus itself is not that crazy right i mean it is bad but it's not aids bad right it's just a really severe symptom of flu and cold right if your body weren't able to handle that before you're in real danger for sure but it's the hysteria around it people how are people the economy right has long-term effects people who are not going out in all those shops can they survive the storm right most can't and you know workers are not going to have a job and when you don't have a job you don't have money you can't pay the bills the bills are still coming so this is why everyone's kind of like what the fuck united states right and understandably so is this is a exposure you know all these warnings before we ignore because we've been kind of been doing what we've been doing just fine but now that you know danger is kind of outside of our own hands right you don't have any say when your workplace just lays you off this is the stuff what game division chain is all about all right this is what i've been warning about for the last four or five years as soon as your full-time job says stop coming in what do you do for income all right and uh not just that we see that the discipline and being able to freelance and find your own money on the side are going to be very helpful for people who are transitioning suddenly into remote working right you're ready prep for this so those people are going to strive i think again this is my more my thoughts about what your neighbors who are not in the industry are going to be facing which is scary right we're surrounded by these maniacs inside the game industry i feel like we're largely unaffected because a lot of the stuff we can do digitally online just fine and deliver the goods it's just there's a learning period it's going to take some time so the industry will take a hit in terms of um again meeting deadlines but uh, I think we're going to recover faster than other industries. You know, we don't have people needing to go to movie theaters, right? So the movie industry, all those people are pretty much screwed um, for the time being, for the rest of the year, right? A lot of movies are being pushed back a whole year because nobody's expecting anybody to go back into the theaters by September or anything, right? But the game industry, I feel, it's recession-proof. It's just there's a whole different type of thinking i think we're transitioning everybody's more open to it management are forced to be open to it uh but they'll get around to seeing how it can be beneficial and and so like the the hard hitters are going to shine the people who've been doing this for a while secretly on the side hustling uh can really show their strength and being able to kind of do five hours of work in three hours right and have most of their time to yourself so for those people i champion for thank you and uh um uh, love that stuff right keep doing that uh the rest of the people are going to struggle a bit a good percentage i feel won't be able to adapt other percentage will take some time to figure things out be their own it guy i feel that that's the toughest hurdle um just being able to be savvy enough 
to handle this type of situation. But in conclusion, as I've been mumbling on, I didn't think I can do a full hour, but I did a full hour. Uh, don't be behind the curve, right? It's not all, it's not hype. It's real. The numbers don't and don't be concentrated on the death numbers, especially in the United States. Uh, and saying that it's only in the hundreds or in thousands, it's actually a lot more severe than that because test kits aren't even out there. Being a carrier is one thing um, and not no showing any symptoms is another, right? So the test kits aren't really available. Even if you want to go out, even if you have some symptoms, it's hard to kind of get tested. It won't be another few weeks till they have those done. And so once we have those done, you'll see the extreme numbers. We're actually probably, I anticipate five to 10 times larger than confirmed cases uh, that we have now. Most people have it. Uh, and uh, once those numbers are in, it's the quarantine is gonna be extended even further, right? So be ahead of the curve. And it's not about like the supplies being run short. It's like, when you do you wanna go out in a month when people are crazier? That's the real danger. For me, that's where it's scary, right? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, scared of the fact that suddenly there's no food in the grocery store, right? I mean, some days there will be, but every week, right? There's going to be supplied. It's it's more about going out in a month and then seeing people super desperate because they don't have a job or they can't pay for the food, right? You don't want to be in that situation. That's where it's scary. So um, as my camera is freezing... Let me go ahead and reset this real quick. Whoa. Ah, as I'm saying this, it's been a full hour. I think practicing caution is the best source and measure. I think you should have at least two weeks to a month of food supply so you don't have to go out as much. Because the news... Like if you are waiting for the news to tell you what to do, it's going to be too late. That's the craziest weekend, right? If two weeks from now, they're like, oh my God, the confirmed cases are a lot crazier. If Trump has to go out and tell you and you are finally reacting to that and going to get the food supply, you don't want to go skip that weekend, right? <laughs> Have enough food for that week to pass by to go on a Thursday or something to get the food. Because if you go out that weekend, you're going to be stomped. You're going to be pushed. And um, I think three weeks too. A lot of these places have three weeks paid sick leave. What they're gonna do after those three weeks, pay co close attention to that because it could be either most likely bad news or worser news, right? There's no good news after three weeks. Um, there's no way companies can sustain this. So being a company businessman myself if i can't pay you i can't pay you right so i'm not saying this is bad on the company it's just the reality no one's coming in to buy the product how can i keep paying you right and some companies have surplus of money where they can keep doing the right thing but most don't right and then they're going to have to cut their losses and people are going to be on out on their own it's going to be scary right and that's going to happen hopefully you guys are secure enough that um live in a safe area where you don't have to face that reality, right? Um, in the meantime, I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on whatever things I find out about. Uh, I'm going to be talking to more of my industry friends. 
uh, to see how they're doing with their deadlines because I am very curious about that because that is the beginning of what could be a really cool thing or um, just a beginning of a really rough period until they figure things out. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for joining me uh, live and listening to this um, episode. Uh, I just want to give you an up-to-date look of how this can affect the industry. And next week, uh, I believe... Let me check real quick. Renee Gittens, I keep mentioning it. Let me just make sure. She's the executive director of uh, IGDA. And they're doing a lot of efforts uh, on reacting to a lot of these conferences being canceled. And I think I mentioned this before, at least in the roundtable last week, with Ray and Richard, that that offsets a lot of plans not just for the big games that i'm talking about but the small games even more the same way that small businesses can't handle this kind of like pause um would love to kind of have her on to kind of talk more about its long-term effect because these games are looking to sell at the um this year but are not having any places to kind of market. They rely on these conventions to kind of make some noise right now. It's kind of like impossible. So we're going to look at the long-term and short-term effects of that and looking forward to next week talking to her. Thank you guys for joining me on Twitch as always TV forward slash blue underscore champs. If you're watching this, you're probably watching this on youtube.com forward slash blue champs. And if you're listening to this, the OGs, the podcast listeners, you can always find Game Dev Unchained on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys, and I am out of here. So thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope that you're a subscriber, but if you aren't, please feel free to follow us on any of the major podcast platforms, especially iTunes or Spotify. You can find show notes and more resources available to help you become a successful game developer. Just go on over to our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, then definitely come check us out in Discord where we chat in real time for After Show Tuesdays to discuss episodes and Feedback Fridays where we share screenshots on the projects that we're currently working on. If you go over to Patreon.com, you can support our podcast financially. And if you do so, you get access to Life Unchained, our on-the-pulse, unfiltered game dev gossip content that we make exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And as usual, you can keep in touch and follow our happenings on Facebook and Twitter. That's Game Dev Unchained, the podcast.